More than ever before, advertisers are concerned about where their ad spend is going. So the quest to take control over media investments is underway. The question is, should you or should you not bring programmatic in-house? Come join us at the Digital Programmatic Marketing Summit Europe held in Estoril, Portugal from April 25th to April 27th and see how Europe's leading brands are innovating and challenging the status quo. For more information, visit digiday.com slash events. See you there. Hello and welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Digiday producer Aditi Sango, and this episode is a session from our Digiday Media Buying Summit. Amazon is the belle of the ball these days. 63% of the media buyers at our summit said that they currently advertise on Amazon. The retail giant has made some major strides in growing its advertising capabilities, but some issues remain. So in this session, we asked Todd Harrick to bust some myths about Amazon. Todd is the VP of Product at Marketplace Ignition. Listen in. All right, uh, here's who I am. Uh, Todd Herrick. I uh, work with a company called Marketplace Ignition that was bought by WPP last year. Now we're part of Wonderman Commerce. Uh, we have been working uh, on Amazon with Amazon uh, brands, retailers, uh, manufacturers, helping them kind of get better at Amazon overall for about seven years now. I uh, worked with about 140 different companies. Uh, I was there. I ran content and merchandising for a couple of their categories. Um, and what's interesting to me is I get, this is a very different audience for me. And normally, I'm talking to brands and manufacturers about how they're going to get better at Amazon. And now I found I'm coming and I'm talking to this like, like room full of, 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 of advertising people. And media agents say, my God, I don't know if this is going to be right. So last night, I got here, and it was right in the middle of these eight-minute meetings, you know. And so I thought, well, here's a good opportunity. I have no meetings. So I just kept looking for blank, like empty tables. And I would sit down and be like, well, what? I'm talking about Amazon advertising. What's your problem? You know, what are your questions about it? And there were some great questions about it. And so I tried to work those into the into the. Um, presentation, which means it gets a little wonky in the middle. I think I may have messed up some slides, but uh, bear with me on that. Hopefully, uh, I'll be able to tell you something about it. Now, the, the title of the presentation was Myths About Amazon Advertising, and I didn't actually know there were myths about it. It seems pretty new for the myths to, be, to, to come up. There are certainly ideas about it and certainly things that I know about, it. and I'll try and share those, uh, and then maybe by the end we'll, we'll, we'll come up with some myths. Um, so, why? Um, all right. Why on Amazon? So this is, this is some, some stats that maybe you guys know. Why are people interested in advertising on Amazon? Well, it's big. It's dominating e-commerce, right? 44% of e-commerce sales. 94% um, of customers research online uh, before by making a, a purchase in-store. So it's not just an e-commerce play. It's an overall uh, sales play. 300 million active accounts. It's enormous in terms of reach. And 6.9 unique visitors per day. And what's interesting about this is that Amazon, each of those, each of those visitors is buying significantly and frequently on Amazon. 81% of Prime members purchase at least once a month. So people, they don't just have a lot of visitors. They have visitors who are coming back over and over and over again. And they have a unique login. 
right? For if I'm going to Amazon and I'm looking at my app, if I'm going to Prime Now, if I'm going to .com, if I'm going to Kindle, they're carrying my ID across all of those devices. So they have 6.9 million unique visitors about whom they know everything in terms of purchasing, searching, uh, browsing data. Uh, and then finally, 90% of U.S. shoppers visit Amazon at some point during their shopping journey. I mean, the, the old statistic, which is famous, is 55% of uh, shopping searches start on Amazon. But 9 out of 10 people are going to go there at some point. And they're going to check reviews. Or they're going to look for product data. They're going to check a price. Now, what's not on here is that 7 out of 10 people go to more than one site. So while advertising on Amazon is important, I also want to make the point that, that multi-channel touch points are important. Everyone's kind of bouncing back and forth before they make a decision. Uh, and so Amazon, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, this, uh, this metric came out. 55% of searches start on Amazon, 90% of, of customers uh, stop at Am uh, shop, stop at Amazon. And this actually was huge news to Amazon. I remember like emails going around inside of Amazon going, really? Oh, we had no idea. We better do something about this and like monetize this. And so, yeah, let's start an advertising business, right? And it was, I think two, 2013, they first got involved in kind of uh, Amazon Media Group, allowing people to buy things. Uh, and But over the last year, they've really, really focused hard on on trying to monetize this. And they've built, you know, a, uh, a universe, an ecosystem. And, and here's what it is. So, you know, the whole Amazon ecosystem is Amazon.com itself. They're connected devices, third-party sites where they're buying, where they're buying, um, uh, where they're, they're, they're buying traffic, and then, uh, and then their owned properties. And they've got a whole bunch of things to kind of service these. So, the, you know, the, the programs that they've got are what? Amazon Media Group. That's pretty much going to be showing up Amazon uh, and connected devices. But then there's also uh, brands and manufacturers are going to be leveraging them in different ways. So, I mean, the question is, how are they advertising? Right? Through AMG, through Amazon Marketing Services, AMS, that's paid search on the Amazon platform itself. Through purchasing merchandising right from their, their sales team on Amazon, buying banner ads, things like that, places and gift shops, and then funding promotions and pricing deals. So all of these are advertising spend. And what's interesting is these are generally within a brand coming through different departments, different budgets. One company is, is, is determining budget and spend for AMS paid search, another for AMG, another for pricing, another for merchandising. And very infrequently are seeing people integrate these, but the same brand is spending all of this and they're essentially trying to do the same thing which is leverage the presence of their brand and drive sales of their products. And then over here at the other end, we have, again, AMG uh, kind of, kind of uh, driving impressions to owned properties and third-party sites, and then Amazon Advertising Platform, which is their programmatic offering, their DSP, where they're allowing you to purchase for uh, programmatic display ads on, uh, on owned on properties and, and third-party sites, not really showing up on, on Amazon.com. That's the universe, right? Now... Um, when we think about how, what works and why you would focus on certain things on this platform, we think about how customers shop. And this is something that we know uh, a lot about and that we spend a lot of time thinking about. And the truth is, most people, most of the traffic is coming right to Amazon.com. Number one uh, non-search engine page in North America, maybe in the world. Uh, no, no, there's some other things in, in, uh, in China that are bigger. But, uh, but so most of the traffic, most people who come to Amazon to shop just type in www.amazon.com. 
right? Like that's where the traffic comes from. Very few of them are coming from off-platform uh, sites. Very few of them are coming from social. Most people just come right to the Amazon.com. It's, it's something people just know very well, right? Some of them are, uh, some are coming from external uh, search, organic, paid, social. And then of those people, most of them, and think about this yourself. Like, think about the last hot thing you bought. You know, the last thing I bought on Amazon was uh, some, like, anti-acne skin cream for my teenage daughter. And, and she's not here, so I can say that, and she's not going to get upset, uh, hopefully. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, what did I do? I went on to Amazon. I, I went to Amazon.com and I typed in organic anti-acne skin cream, right? And then a bunch of stuff came up and I decided what I wanted to buy. That's what most people do. People don't click on, very few people click on banner ads. Very few people, people um, uh, kind, of, kind of scroll around. Most people just type something into that page. And it, generally, it's not a branded search. Most of it's not a branded search. Uh, and, then, and then they go somewhere. And not only do 70% of those people do that, but 90% of purchases get made that way. Um, so it's, it's, that's, that's, these are the two spots, homepage, search results. Those are, and, and then finally, they all end up buying from the detail page. So those are the three spots when you think about it, not just Amazon, but really any e-commerce experience that you want to control, right? The initial point of entry, the, the search results, the product detail page. Uh, there are a few people that go right to the deals page. Um, and then there's some people who nav, but this is basically where it's going. And that's how Amazon has built its advertising properties. Right. So we think about uh, so the first we start with the gateway, the home page. I, I like showing this. This is what it looked like in 2008. It was completely manual. Uh, Amazon vendors could buy spots right on there. It didn't work very well. And this is what it looks like today. Right. Uh, for the most part, it's going to be Amazon owned devices. Uh, then there's going to be some personalization. Uh, the bulk of that is, is, is going to be automated. And this is because personalization is how Amazon uses what it knows about customers. And it's the most effective content on the entire site. Um, telling you that someone like you bought this is the best way to get you to buy something. And so you're going to see the bulk of advertising working that way. And the reason I bring that up is because when you think about how you're going to use programmatic the main thing, the main advantage of Amazon programmatic advertising is exactly that. It's exactly what they use themselves. People who bought this or who are like you also bought this. And if you want to use that effectively, you've got to remember that it's that targeting component uh, that is critical. And how do you make sure you're using that targeting component? And then finally, Amazon Media Group has some banner ads up there on the top. Uh, and then there's some retail merchandising stuff. Now, what I'll tell you is, that top center thing gets about a 3% click through. These things in the middle get about five. Those things on the right get about one and a half to two. Uh, and, then, uh, and then nothing else on the back. So when you think about the AMG, realize that the placements are prominent and they're getting a ton of traffic, but they're generally also uh, some of the, the lower performing slots on, 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 uh, on the platform. Then we have Amazon marketing uh, services, paid search, right? Paid search expresses itself in uh, primarily in three places, actually four or five places, the ones that you're going to be most familiar with, headline search. So brands can buy up at the top of every uh, set of search results, um, a headline banner that is then um, 
that is then uh, going to click through to a set of another a curated set of search results or a brand store or something like that. Um, brands can also buy uh, these three top slots in sponsored listing. Now, one thing that I didn't include in slides because they asked me to keep the slides uh, the slide count low is that. Uh, 60, traditionally, 63% of people click on those first top three slots. Now, since Amazon has begun to sold, sell these, that's actually expanded. It's very interesting. We, we tried to figure out what would happen to the top three organic slots once the top three slots were sold. And what we found is that now, 63% of the people click on the top six slots. So they're kind of splitting it with the top organic. So we want people, we, want, we encourage brands and, and clients to focus on maintaining the organic relevance, uh, but also to look very heavily at, at, at these. And when we got into this business uh, three years ago, because the moment we saw these things for, for sale, we're like, that's going to be a big deal. Um, we, um, it, you know, it was cheap. Now it's a, a highly competitive space and, and, and even more competitive because uh, one thing that, that, that I think you may all know, but you may not. So I want to bring it up. What makes Amazon unique as, a, uh, as an e-commerce uh, site is the marketplace, right? Like all of you guys, who, who here doesn't know the difference between like a 1P and a third party sale on Amazon. Does everybody understand that? Good. Okay, so I won't go too much into it, but it's important when you think about uh, when you think about how these, these, these placements play out, because this right here is a brand manufacturer selling to Amazon, as is this. This, this offer actually is a, um, is a third party seller. This is also selling as an add-on item. And I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. That's actually really important, that they're sponsoring a listing for an add-on item. Uh, and these here are all third party sellers over here. So when uh, a brand is buying advertising or a manufacturer is buying advertising on Amazon, realize that they're not just competing against other brands, they're competing against retailers that are selling their products on the same platform and maybe buying that same space. Then there are some placements on the detail page. Um, these are, these are pretty critical in terms of, of, of fending off competition. And then we continue down the page and we see additional kind of sponsored products showing up here. And what I think is really interesting is that uh, that sponsored product listing is also showing up on the uh, thank you page after a customer places an order. And there's, um, uh, there's some research that shows us that, that this is actually one of the most influential uh, spots for customers deciding, changing their mind about buying something or deciding to add to their, uh, to add to their cart. So it's nice that Amazon's sticking that there. We also have some AMG spots there as well. Then there's a bunch of other things that, that they can do. So there's lots of places that they can spend money. And the reason I mention all of these is when you think about advertising on Amazon, you cannot, first of all, that you have to think about it holistically. You can't just think about paid search, and you can't just think about AMG. You have to think about the entire universe of placements and spots and, 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 and channel and, and methods that your client can use to promote their, their presence. So it's not just gonna be, how are they buying search? It's not just gonna be, how are they buying digital or programmatic? It's gonna be, how are they buying search and digital and programmatic, and how does that integrate with pricing actions they're doing? How does that integrate with whether they're in the gift shop? How does that integrate with whether they're funding subscription on a, on a product? All of that is spin, and it all impacts each other. One of the most important things we do with our clients is when we run, whenever they're running a coupon or a subscription program, we make sure that they, that they have a, a paid search campaign to support that. 
right? You, so, so my point is, you, and this may be different or different um, organizations within your client that aren't currently talking to each other, but if it's going to succeed, they need to. And then we have AAP, right? So AAP expresses itself in a few different ways. You've got some banner ads. What's nice about AAP is it's the one, one place that Amazon lets you drive off to, uh, to another site. So you can, you can look at, at whether they want to drive to their own site. Uh, you have ads that, again, integrate with promotions. Uh, they're using NFL. So here's a banner ad with, with, a, with, with purchase. I think the most interesting thing about AAP is these dynamic e-commerce ads. Does everybody know how these work? You might not know how these work. Right, everybody knows how they work, so I won't talk. talk. <laughs> okay. Um, so what's interesting about these is that these are six different treatments. And what dynamic e-commerce ads does is it cycles through those treatments and it determines which one's working best. So it's going to show customers, some customers one with the, 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 uh, an add to cart button, one with a shop now button, one with a coupon on it, one with a, uh, with a, a, a message. And, and it's going it, to, depending on which ones are working best for different target segments, it's going to leverage one or the other. And then you, it'll show you which ones work best. So what's nice about the way they're using dynamic e-commerce ads is that they're actually automatically testing treatments for you. But the other important thing about this is what's critical and what's totally unique about e-commerce advertising is that the customer journey is compressed. Right? Traditional customer journey, you've got a brand that's making some stuff and they do some brand advertising and it's asynchronous to purchase. I remember my brand, I have an idea about the brand and then later I go to the store. The, the, the brand has also spent a bunch of money to control the shelf, to put their products at eye level and keep competitors off the shelf. And now that, that, that sentiment that I've got from the brand advertising carries through. But in an e-commerce environment, the ability to purchase is always there. Right? I can add a buy button at any time. So the brand messaging has to be synchronous with the transaction. The, trans, the, the, the possibility of transaction is always there. And what that means is that all of the things that are critical to making a transaction happen are essential to the success of the advertising. I want to take a quick break here. After the break, Todd will talk about why advertising with Amazon can be like running with one foot. But right now, I want to tell you about Digiday Plus. Digiday Plus is our premium membership product. Join our community to get a first-hand look at how digital is transforming the world of media. You'll get Digiday Magazine, exclusive research, and invites to our many exclusive member events. And it's only $395 a year or $33 a month. Please sign up at digiday.com. And for you, our podcast listener, we have a discount offer. To get 25% off your subscription, enter the code podcast at checkout. Now, back to the episode. So there are all these things I, had, had, I, I, I talked about. The way that you're going to want to make sure, so anytime you're, you're, how do you use these? So be cognizant that each of these different uh, ad placements is going to have a strategy. Right? Every, you know, some of them are going to be good at defense. Some of them are going to be good at attack. Some of them are going to be good at cross-sell. Some of them are going to be related attach. So the first thing you need to do is ask your client, 
What's your goal? Are you trying to cross-sell? Are you trying to defend your brand? Are you, are you thin margin? Are you high margin? Are you number one product? Are you, are you struggling for share? For each goal, there's going to be a mix. So the first thing is, 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 um, is start with a strategic mix of campaigns. And then you want to think about what's driving customers to buy. Like I said, it's a search-related environment. So what are the keywords? What are the search terms that people are using to get, to get there? Not, not what you think is associated with the product, what are the actual terms that people use to buy this kind of product? You overlay that with the strategy. You overlay that with the product segments. You overlay that with the thing you know about their audience. And that's how you get your actual strategy. And that's how you get a strategy that works. It's got to be something that incorporates all these things together. There's some things that they won't do that you're used to. This is the frustration. They won't do geo. They won't do day. They won't do remarketing. They just did roll out like a kind of a primitive function of day parting for, um, for AMS. They can day part in AAP, uh, but it's, it's tough. Um, so, but, but, but you still have a lot you can drive by understanding the strategy and understanding the, the, the customers and what's driving them. Metrics. Their metrics are really terrible. So what you're going to need to do is build your own metrics, metrics tool, which is what we did. Um, or you're going to need to, um, to find someone who, who, who got a metrics tool. Now, um, they're getting, now one thing I, I want to talk about. So here is something, when, when I talk to other people, I'll keep, so this is our metrics tool. So when we got into this, we were like, Amazon's bad. They're never going to really support us. We're going to build, uh, build a tool that, that, that t t gives us a trend of what the return on ad spend is, what our, what our budget is, how things are playing out with, with ad types. Um, we, we, we were able to use this to implement that kind of strategic approach that I said by taking a look at, okay, so it's, here's a brand where they're trying to optimize for revenue because they, they're, they're the market leader. Here's, here's a case where their brand is, where they have a product that is, uh, they're trying to steal share. And so, and so that enables you to kind of look at different metrics, decide what's right for you. Is say, for most for most e-commerce ads, sales is going to be the primary driver. What's my return on spend in terms of sales? But if they're trying for share, actually CPM may be what they're looking for and impressions are what they're looking for and it's a good driver of that. Maybe detail page views is what they're looking for. Each one is going to have, a, uh, is going to have an association with a, with, a, with a client goal. But what you also want to be doing is looking at, um, at say, how how your AMS spend is looking at, at their overall sales. How is it, how is it um, uh, kind of cross-referencing, how is their, their, their spend cross-referencing with how the, how the platform is ordering from them? How is it going to, uh, how is their search position? Right, responding. Their organic search, right? Are, are they getting more organic searches? Is their average search rank going up or down as you spend uh, revenue? And then finally, we've got a number of clients. As I told you, you know, Amazon's a marketplace where you can sell to Amazon or you can sell third party. We have a number of clients now that are selling, doing both. Right? They're selling to Amazon. They're also selling as a third party. There's a lot of advantages in that. They get more data. The, they, they, get, um, they get more swings at the bat. They're able to control their distribution. And so in those cases, they're running parallel programs. They're buying sponsored listings as a brand. They're buying sponsored listings as a seller. And so with, by, by taking in the metrics from both of those, you're able to balance the overall, the overall performance. How, what's my optimal mix of buying as a seller versus buying as a... Um, as, as a manufacturer. In AAP, 
And there's also a significant amount of, of, of data available. The main things you're going to be uh, looking at in AAP are actions. And then if you've built stores, you're going to be looking at traffic by source. Now, um, this is the self-service AAP tool, right? And, and so I want to I use this and what I just said to make a point. Two complaints I heard last night about Amazon. One, we don't get enough support from Amazon. My, my, our account manager never talks to us. They're a sinkhole, right? Two, there's not enough data from Amazon. And I'm here to tell you that number one, yeah, you're right. And that's always going to be the case. Amazon is never going to give you the support that you desire and the support you get from other channels. It's not in their DNA. Amazon runs lean. Their goal is to automate and make everything self-service for their clients. Yeah, they're staffing up AMG. They're hiring people. Why? Because, you know, they understand that media is a person business. But that's not going to last, in my mind. That just, it runs counter to who they are and how they operate. Everything about their success is predicated on the idea that they can run lean, they can build tools that then move the responsibility of, of managing their platform over to vendors, over to the, to, to the people that work with them. They do it with pricing, they do it with inventory, and they, they're doing it with advertising. And we see signs of that already, right? They began with uh, the AMS self-service portal. It's terrible, but it's there. Uh, then they built, uh, then they rolled out an, a, an AAP self-service portal. Now you have an option. You have two options with AAP. You can buy it managed or you can buy it self-service. You probably know that if you buy it managed, again, a sinkhole, a gestalt box. You have no idea how your, how your data is, is like breaking out by target. No, if you want to make it work, you've got to go into the self-service tool. You've got to divide up your targets. You've got to leverage that incredibly powerful, deterministic, customer-based targeting that you can get from Amazon and build specific campaigns that, 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 that point to specific targets and collect the data. You've got to own that data. And that either means using that tool or building your own um, or leveraging one of several tools that are coming up. I'll say that Kenshu, building a pretty good AMS management tool. Marin, got one in beta. It's a company called Seller Labs, also that's, that's a big leader in, in managing uh, third-party sponsor products, building an AMS tool. I know that now that they've built, rolled out an AMS API, um, there's going to be a larger ecosystem of vendors uh, rolling up. We've got a tool. There are tools out there that we also partner with and, and use. But the key is you've got to own that data and you've got to own that management yourself. You cannot rely on Amazon managed services to do it for you. You're not going to get what you want. Um, stores traffic reporting they just looked at. That's something that's coming up. What's coming out next? AMG API. They're working on that, so they're going to be continuing to move things into self-service. And then comparative performance, giving you an idea of how you're performing versus other, uh, other, other agencies so that they can begin to kind of like pit people against each other and lift that whole thing. And overall, remember, this is all part of an ecosystem. All the time this is going on, all the time you're buying media, what's happening? You're not just buying media, you're driving owned media. You're, you're interfacing with owned media. You, drive, you, you buy a placement, what are you trying to do? Get people to a product detail page, right? There, uh, if, the, if, the, description is good, if, if, if the, the description is good, if the videos are good, uh, then, you've, then you can drive conversion. That's driving things which, uh, which are earned media, which in Amazon is, is their search rank good? 
Are they more qualified for future searches? Uh, are they getting more detail-based detail use? Are they getting positive customer reviews? Are they getting velocity? These are all things that are going to drive this flywheel of performance, make the paid media more, uh, more impactful. Uh, Amazon allocates impressions based on uh, maximum bids, but then it adjusts them based on conversion uh, and downstream, uh, downstream purchases. So they look at how many purchases that, that ad is driving downstream, and they, they'll adjust bids uh, impressions up or down based on that. So one thing that I'm trying to drive to now, it's that paid search, any advertising on Amazon, cannot exist in a vacuum. Trying to buy advertising on Amazon or any e-commerce marketplace by itself is like trying to run on one foot. There are too many things of which you are not cognizant, or even if you are cognizant of them, too many things which are beyond your control that can impact the effectiveness of the advertising that you cannot ignore, right? Uh, and these are indicated for us by what we call the e-commerce customer journey. I do not have time to go through all of this. Maybe I'll come back and, 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 and talk through this entire thing. But um, what it leads to is, what it indicates is all of the different things that are important to e-commerce. There is, uh, there's, there's, there's in-stock. Well, all of this resolves itself into what we call a framework to win on Amazon. And this, these are all the things that you have to be aware of and you have to control and influence if you are going to be successful with advertising. Remember before I showed you that sponsor listing that's, that, that was pointed to an add-on item? Add-on items co convert at about 10% the rate of non-add-on items. So that person just spent the money to get maybe a click, to get an impression that's never going to do anything. In fact, it may even reduce, it may even diminish the organic search rank of that product because they just showed it to me and it didn't result in a purchase. So... Um, what that, that, what that, that, that tells you is just, again, the number of things that are important, right? So when you're working with a client you can, and, you're, and, you're, and you're trying to understand how to make their advertising program work, you've got to understand, do they have the right content? to convert that pro the, 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 the traffic you send them? Do they have an operational structure that's going to ensure that the product they are showing is profitable and is in stock? You can drive all the traffic in the world if you want, but this is a transaction-based platform. And if it's out of stock, it didn't work. And not only did, you, did, did, the, did the ad fail, but you may have lost a customer. Are they cognizant of customer, uh, of customer reviews? Do they know, are they, are they, is, there, is their assortment uh, developing and changing based on what customers are saying they like and don't like about the product? Here's an example that we did, furniture company, right? Did a bunch of ads, but at the same time we made sure their content was right, both on their product pages, uh, and in their brand store, made sure that the products were all in stock and primable, made sure that, the, uh, that they had a bunch of variants so that if I didn't like that, I could buy something else, and it worked really well. All right, so I think I did figure out some myths, and I think these relate to the three takeaways. One, there's no support. That's true. <laughs> Not a myth. What's the takeaway? Own the strategic approach. Do not count on Amazon to understand your client and develop a strategic approach. Understand what your client's trying to accomplish. Realize that each of these, uh, each of these uh, kind of placements, types of campaigns, platforms is going to serve a specific client need and build the strategy. Two, there's no data. 
There is data, but you have to own it. Amazon's not going to serve it up to you like another, like another platform will. And that means either building your own capability to own that data there is, or, or finding someone who can do it. We're one of those people, so please feel free to call me. Uh, but there are other companies that can do it, do it as well. And what I mean by own the data is your, your client isn't just advertising on Amazon. They're selling to Amazon. They may be selling as a seller on Amazon. They certainly have customers that are selling on Amazon. They may be operating as an affiliate on Amazon. Right? All of those are different pieces of data. Right? There's impressions from, that a seller gets page views and impressions. An affiliate gets click-throughs from off-site traffic. A vendor who's selling to Amazon gets, uh, gets uh, sales. They get products that the customer looked at before they bought theirs. They get, say, they get market basket. You have to be cognizant of the fact that your client has got a relationship with Amazon that is both advertiser and seller and put, find a way to bring those pieces of data in together and put them together. That's just one of the things we spend so much time on. How does our spend relate to our in-stock percentage? Right? Because whether or not that, that, that spend work may have a lot to do. It may have to do with the fact that their packages are breaking and people are returning this stuff and now they have a bad customer review and people don't want to buy it and so the ad's not working. Big ecosystem. Uh, own the data. Finally, it doesn't change. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it doesn't change. Uh, Amazon, one of the things that, 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 that Jeff Bezos said was, you know, I can't foresee a world in 10 years where my customers want things slower or more expensive, right? So Amazon is always changing. They're always going to be moving towards more self-service. They're going to be opening up new, new platforms. They have changed. But in a lot of ways, the fundamentals of what make things work in e-commerce do not change. Is it in stock? Can I tell what it is? Does it meet my need? Is this three minutes or three? No, okay. Does it meet my need? Um, and, uh, and, and, and can I, uh, does it give me options? Own the fundamentals. And then at the very end, Start with the customer, right? And I was there for five years. That's the, the number one thing they tell you when you come in and the number one thing they tell you leave. Start with the customer, walk backwards, right? Don't just start with your client. Start with your client's customer. What do they need? And everything that you advise your client to do has to be predicated on what that customer needs. And then after talking to um, Chris before, the, uh, before, before this presentation, I realized there's one more thing I do have to add, and it's this. Um, this is a scary business, I think, for a lot of media companies. Like, uh, there's a lot of things you can't control and a lot of things you don't know, right? And it's changing rapidly. There are management consultancies coming in. And I think one of the reasons they're coming in is that they understand all of this operational stuff I've been talking about. And they're, they're saying, well, gosh, we know 90% of this. Let's just do the ad, the ad buy too, right? The answer to that is, no, you've got to understand all of that stuff because that's the gap that they're going to come into. Um, and as I get it, it's afraid. But you've got to try. And you've got to convince your clients to try. How many people here own a Fire Phone? Right. <laughs> the other critical thing about Amazon, besides the fact that they start with the customer, is that they fail nine out of 10 times. And they're willing to fail nine out of 10 times, knowing that the one time they succeed is better than not trying at all. And that, if I have one question, one thing to leave you with, is that, no, I have the three takeaways. 
own the strategic pro, own the data, don't forget the fundamentals, put it all together, start with the customer, and for God's sakes, try. Thank you. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked our show, and I hope you did, then please share it forward. How you can do that is by reading us and leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. It helps our podcast to be discovered. I hope you'll do this little thing for us. And thank you again for listening. I'll see you soon with another session.